You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Today's Agony Column podcast news report is a live report from the Capitola Book Cafe last Thursday when I went to attend the reading by Andrew Kimbrell. I stopped to talk to some other very well-informed attendees. First, I talked to Ken Kimes, who with his wife Sandra founded the New Natives Organic Sprouts Company more than 25 years ago here in Santa Cruz County. I'm Rick Cleffel. We're here at the signing for Andrew Kimbrell for Your Right to Know about genetically engineered foods. And I'm speaking with Ken of New Natives. He's a local businessman here in town. Can you tell me your involvement in this uh, event? Well, we're here to get the information that Andy has about uh, the GMOs, the latest take on GMOs and the spread of GMOs out in the, out in the world. This is a direct uh, problem for your business, isn't it? Uh, it can be. Um, we try to use organically grown seed, and if this, we use a lot of seed. So if the seed is contaminated with GMOs, um, it would probably not be organic at that point. So it, part of the basis of our business is to have organically grown seed to use. And can you tell me a little bit about your history here in Santa Cruz and, and how the environment here has helped shape your interest in this subject? Well, we started real. We started actually just not very far from here in a garage in Live Oak um, back in 1980. And then we moved out to Coralitas and we have a nursery out there. And so we've been growing sprouts and so forth for 26 years. Um, the, the environment in Santa Cruz is the social environment and the and the physical environment, but basically we've had a lot of support from local folks uh, for organically grown food and sprouts and microgreens that we grow. Could you talk about some of the changes in the business? It's really boomed in the past few years and gone from kind of beneath the radar to way, way above the radar. I guess it has. I'm not totally sure. We We just work it every day. We don't necessarily notice those kind of changes out there in the world but um, I guess we have expanded um, we're, we're selling a lot more over the hill and the peninsula and down in Monterey we're doing a lot more farmers markets and so our business has gotten somewhat larger for sure but mostly it has to do with the support we get from the folks in Santa Cruz County you know, they're just really great consumers of organic produce well this sounds like you're still a local uh, concern and that's really great. Yeah, we we're very much local. Most all of our business is here in the Monterey Bay area, so we wouldn't really want to be a whole lot larger. <laughs> Too much work. <laughs> We've been speaking with Ken. He's the proprietor of New Natives, and uh, he's here for Andrew Kimbrell to find out about GMOs. Thank you for joining me, Ken. Sure, you bet. Thank you. Next, I spoke with Tim Galarno of the Community Alliance with Family Farmers, and he is remarkably well-informed, and I think you're going to learn a lot from our conversation. We're here at the Capitola Book Cafe talking with Tim Galarno. He's with the Community Alliance with Family Farmers. Thank you for joining me, Tim. Of course. Thanks for having me engage in a discussion with you. Tim, we're here to hear Andrew Kimbrell talk about the 
problems with genetically modified organisms. Can you tell me how this kind of national problem affects you on a local level? Of course. Um, the immediate associations, at least from a farming perspective, is of course the concerns of contamination. With the robust nature of organic farming in the Central Coast, and in particular Santa Cruz, at one of the cornerstones of launching the National Organic Standards with the original California Certified Organic Farm Acts, um, we have a vested interest in protecting our farms from contamination. With the impacts known with drift that Andrew Kimbrell will most likely address, that there is no way to protect one's farm from the use of genetically engineered seeds, given the, the spreading of animals, seeds, winds, or happenstance. And so a loss of farmers in many ways, from litigations to genetically engineered seeds that have intellectual property rights, with large international agribusiness firms threatening lawsuits to small-scale growers that don't have the capacity to address such a, a lawsuit. Um, we have concerns just in regards to health. Um, there's been studies coming out looking at the health impacts of genetically engineered organisms. And with Last year's recent passing of banning genetically engineered organisms and seeds in Santa Cruz County, based not on the farming drift perspective, but on the health concerns out of a health committee for the county, we have another public investment in the health and well-being of our community as a whole. So those are just two big, big points of reference, but I think there's a lot more that goes into it. And I think that is a discussion that we'll hear a little bit more about tonight. Tell me a little bit about the Community Alliance with Family Farmers. Who are they and who, who makes them up? When do they meet? What do you do? Community Alliance with Family Farmers is a 27-year-old nonprofit that originally evolved because of the concerns of small and mid-scale farmers. We've lost over 5 million farmers since 1940, when in the early 20th century we had over 40% of America involved in food and farming, and now it's less than 2%. So, I mean, with those type of statistics, the concerns of maintaining viability of our food and farming economies, which is directly tied to food safety and security, um, CAF launched programs both in policy and in awareness and outreach to build the capacity of our food and farming base throughout California. Our central office is located at the Glide Ranch in Davis. We have four other offices in Southern California and Sacramento Valley in Oakland and here in the heartland of the Central Coast in Watsonville, California. So who makes up this group? Um, the, the group Community Alliance with Family Farmers is a constituency of farmers, of restaurants and retailers, um, of vested policymakers that are interested in supporting small farmers and mid-scale growers and retaining a little bit of the regional food and farming economies that are so rich throughout California. Could you tell me about how you're working to fight some of the problems with the genetically modified organisms? Well, our partnerships are part of national coalitions, and I think a lot of this work goes into that. We've seen the evolution of networking on state and federal levels with our partners with the Center for Food Safety, California Certified Organic Farmers, um, and small action groups like CalEG Free and their networks. So CAF is a member of these discussions and evolutions to spread it through our farmer base, to build advocacy from the grassroots level, as well as our, our memberships that are off the farms and in our communities. So I think it's about the evolution of collaboration that has made such initiatives so successful today. One of the things I think that what I was talking about with Andrew Kimbrell earlier was that agriculture includes the word culture, and that's being lost by the what's been done by the agribusiness uh, perspective. Could you talk about the culture that you are bringing to the business of raising food? I think that's an integral part, the culture aspect. And I think it's evidence today there's a great distance between our culture and our agri-culture. 
and a lot of CAF's work is promoting and building the community awareness of food and farming. And so to speak from CAF's perspective, we do that through a number of different programs that are under our community food system initiatives. The first program is with Farm to School, where we do nutrition and educational trips in, in over 300 classrooms in the Central Coast. We do farm field trips and then in-class trainings with farmers so the kids go out into the fields and work on the farms and come back and engage with the farmers in the winter seasons in their classrooms with harvest of the month kits so kids get these harvest of the month um, from peppers to strawberries to kiwis once every month in a packet to discuss it in their classroom and to take that home into the, the home and the family for further learning. We have our Buy Fresh by Local initiative, which is part of Food Roots, a national network of over 50 chapters, building the capacity of businesses and retailers and restaurants to su support small and mid-scale growers to further the type of agri agriculture we want to see, which involves a civic engagement, the awareness of what buying local, buying fresh, and supporting best practices and agriculture means for the consumer, for the business entity, and for the farmer, and how we can work together to make greater things happen. I think greater health and wellness for communities in healthy farms and healthy food and farming is a cornerstone of, cornerstone of a healthy community. We've been speaking with Tim Glarno. He's with the Community Alliance of Family Farmers. Thank you for joining me, Tim. Thank you so much. And finally, I spoke with Andrew Kimbrell himself shortly before he went on stage to the podium and he told me about a modification to some of the themes he talked about and I thought it was really fascinating. We're here at the Capitola Book Cafe with Andrew Kimbrell. I'm Rick Cluffel. Andrew's just about to go up and speak. Andrew, tell us, uh, give us a little preview from your talk. It's when we were talking earlier, you sounded like you were going to maybe change some of the parameters of what you speak about. I think it's very important to you know, look at the current crisis we have with food, not only as an environmental crisis, not only as a farm crisis, not only as a crisis with topsoil and, and biodiversity, but also as a fundamentally ethical crisis for each of us. You know, I think for, for too long we have even called ourselves consumers. You know, uh, there's a consumer movement, and I love Ralph Nader, but, you know, that sort of idea. But what a terrible word, consumer. I mean, fires consume. They used to call tuberculosis consumption because it consumed the body of its victims. I don't want to be a consumer, and nor are we really consumers. Actually, every decision we make about the food that we buy, if those of us who grow food, every decision is really not a consuming decision, but a creative decision. We're creators. We will create a different future for the land, a different future for farmers, different future for the diversity of crops, different future for our bodies, children's, and our community's health. So we are really creating, whether we like it or not. And by the way, I don't always make the right decision. It's not as if I'm saying I'm on top of this mountain. But at least we need to admit to each other, you know what, when I go into the supermarket next time, or whatever I buy, but particularly with food, I am creating a different food future. Either one that is going to be abusing animals, going to have genetically engineered patented plants, corporate farms, the destruction of the land and our air and our water, or one that will support sustainable farms, local, appropriate scale, humane, socially just farming. We're creating that future. We're not consumers. None of us. We're creators. And we need to recognize that. Maybe I'll talk about some of that tonight. Well, I'm sure your message will be received, well received. Thank you for speaking with me. We've been speaking with Andrew Cambrell. Thank you very much. Let's do it again. Yeah.
You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.